Welcome to the Bavada at Odds podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Seth Everett. Uh, because he did not make any of that live money, Patrick Morrow is here with us, the head odds maker at BavadaSportsBook.com. Uh, just, just to understand, if you make $4 million doing anything, you are out of here. I, I am hosting this solo, correct? Ah, uh, maybe not selling organs, but, uh, you know, the fact that I even said maybe there, uh, that doesn't reflect well on me. Uh, so yes, no, it's, it looks like for the foreseeable future, uh, it's still you and me, Seth. Yeah, it looks like it as well. Did you watch it? Did you, did you see a bunch of it? Did you pay attention to it? I didn't, but I'm also not a golf viewer. You know, you, you know, with the U S open coming this weekend, you know, you, your eyes and, and, and betters eyes focus on golf, but I, I have to be honest with you. I didn't watch it for the same reason. I don't watch any PGA events. I don't care. I, you know, I I'm, I'm remotely interested in this, but what I don't want to do is vilify these golfers for taking it. Um, you know, we've, did, did, did you, did you vilify Albert Pujols for leaving the Cardinals to go to the angels? I know it's not apples to apples, but he did it. Why? Because there was a big payout. And the no, Cardinals I, weren't going to pay it. Like, there's a massive payout for this thing. Why are we vilifying these guys? I listen. I only vilify Pujols because he might actually be 60 years old, not because he took more money to go elsewhere. No, no, no. But Rory McIlroy <laughs> said these live golfers took the easy way out. So, <laughs> yeah. But listen, they had to go the not so easy route. And listen, I'm not, I know players on the PJ tour aren't particularly uh, crying poor, but they are being paid what they're being paid as the sum of their career output to this, to the state, you know, they're the also Saudis independent contractors. All- they don't sign exactly. deals with the PGA. Exactly. Listen, the, 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 they got this money because of how well they played on the PJ tour. I don't know. This is the easy way out. And I mean, uh, you know, we have the U S open this week, which you mentioned, and, uh, you know, some of these guys that played in London last week, will be playing in the U S open this week. So I don't know to, to go off and do one. It's not like, uh, l- listen, none of these golfers playing on the tour, they, pl- they don't play every single event. Uh, we see this in tennis now where guys don't play every single event. You can pick and choose. Uh, I, some of this, you know, pro-ams and stuff like that aren't serious events, but there's still money thrown at them. I, Listen, if you if you don't like who's hosting the event, that's one thing. And then you know you go down a whole, uh, you know, you go down a whole different thing uh, when you start uh, putting morality into your corporate sponsorship or your national sponsorship in this. Uh, it right. really Where's doesn't bother Cup? me all that much. Where's the World yeah. Cup this year? Where were the Olympics <laughs> this year? Have, have, listen, have they finally given the passports back to everyone uh, that's responsible for building those brand new stadiums in Qatar? Um, you know, it's a pretty, friend of mine. It's pretty obnoxious. I, that That's my my only argument. And I made it this week on my Sports with Friends podcast with Sandy Klopp. All I can say is I'm not vilifying the golfers who did it. That's not my choice. Yeah. A friend of mine uh, made a really good joke when FIFA was doing their in-memoriam segment uh, a few weeks ago uh, before the World Cup draw. And they said the in-memoriam section should have been for all the migrants who died building those stadiums yeah, in Qatar for a one-off. I've heard that. The, I, 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 yeah. I've heard that. Look, like I said, you want to go there, you go there. But if we're going to stand on a on a platform and we're going to say the NBA shouldn't deal with China. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, is anybody saying that? Well, D- Daryl Morey did, and he got crucified by LeBron yeah, James. It, and uh, it cost them billion. Yeah. It cost them one billion dollars. Are the Rockets even back on TV now? I think finally, right? But they were off TV in China for uh, at least a year. He's or two. not even there anymore. 
Mm-hmm. I, it's, 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 it's wild what has gone on. And this world is effed up. There's no secret about that. <laughs> but you're going to tell me the bunch of golfers are the criminals? No. No. And I, I think the U.S. government, uh, they're trying to uh, they're, they're trying to, uh, you know, rekindle a little bit of a relationship with the Saudis now, because, listen, for better or for worse, the world needs gas. We haven't figured out renewables. We've got an issue with Russia, yeah. Ukraine right now. It's, uh, you know, Jamal Khashoggi. Oh, apparently, we're going to let bygones be bygones. That is just the state Look, of the that world. That story we- is is horrific. That is yep. absolutely horrific. But what are we doing? We're saying we're never going to have anything to do with that country ever again. Well, apparently, apparently not. But uh, and that's why that's where I don't really get. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm overly pragmatic. Maybe I just uh, see the world for what it is. But uh, yeah, that that was never going to be the case. As long as Russia and Ukraine are involved in that conflict, and Russia's not going to send gas to Europe or other parts of the world. What, what are you going to do? Are you, do you just shut down the global economy even further? Uh, people are starting to starve. Things are getting more expensive until renewables are sorted. We still have to find a way to get goods and services around the world to transport food and everything else. Uh, you kind of have to do what you kind of have to do. And I think you have to be a realist to live in this kind of world. Uh, so uh, going all the way down that to suggest that these golfers, eh, yeah, listen, they, they did take an easier payday, but it was also because somebody else valued the output of their work because of the quality of their work up to this point. doesn't bother me. I, I, I just, I don't want to punish the, the golfers. Mm-hmm. Um, does Brooks Kepka said that all the talk about live casts a black cloud over the U S open. That true. Oh my gosh. No, no, who cares? I mean, like you said, there's more I, people I, talking golf in exactly. the world today. Exactly. You know, it, listen, this isn't a controversy with somebody we taking this drugs. With golf for the first time in 85 episodes. Yeah, we, we, we don't have a drug scandal on the PGA Tour. We don't have, uh, you know, any point shaving or, you know, players betting on themselves. Right, you don't have to show you know, Charles Barkley on the isn't PGA at the US Open because Charles Barkley got caught, you know, trying or he wants to bet on himself in an upcoming uh, event. But I mean, yeah, like we're. This is an interest. It's interesting that golf is being challenged. And, you know, the reaction shouldn't be to recoil in horror. The action is to be to talk about it. And I, I think, listen, I, I know we don't uh, cry for millionaires too often on this show, but I, I think it's genuinely good in most economic environments where people can uh, choose where they're being employed and not just have a monopoly. So, I, I, again, I don't continue to be offended. I look forward to the U.S. Open this week. I'm glad that the U.S. Open made the same choice and said that all these players that played and live, if they were previously invited to the U.S. Open, they are still, it is an open tournament. If they are invited, they are allowed to play because there were calls to boot out so many of these great players that played at the live uh, tournament in London last week. And I just thought that was nuts. Absolutely nuts. Yeah, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I just vilifying the golfers. It's just just insane. What are who are your favorites for the U.S. Open? And what happens if a live golfer wins this? <laughs> I think we probably have a pretty good laugh at that. Like, are they going to boo? I, you know, the the, the clutching of those pearls, Seth. Uh, they might be uh, down to dust, but looking at our U.S. Open uh, board right now, where people are betting, you know, Rory coming off, you know, hey, listen, he won the RBC up here in Canada last week. Uh, fantastic final round, sixty-two, uh, just absolutely blew the doors off the field with the. Uh, the way he finished that tournament. Uh, he is the favorite right now at Bavada. He's currently 10 to one uh, trailing him. You got Justin Thomas, Scotty Scheffler, John Rahm. Uh, no surprises there. 
you know, looking at Dustin Johnston, who uh, was the big name going to live. He was getting a good chunk of that money. He went off as the favorite last week in London. Charles Schwartzel ended up taking it. You know, he's 40 to one. He's in the mix. Um, this is why, uh, you know, golf tournaments are starting to become so popular uh, with us at Bavada is you get these big kind of futures payout odds each week that for if it's the NFL, uh, if it's the NBA, you bet that team and it's it's the whole season. You're riding that 10 to 1, 20 to 1 shot, that big payout. And if you're lucky, come February, your team's the one lifting the Lombardi trophy or the Larry O'Brien trophy. Uh, golf, you're doing this once a week. Uh, so the fact that you can take these long shots, buy into these big payouts, uh, continues to be really attractive. And when you have an event like the U.S. Open, when you have a major like this, this is when we're loading up all the props. This is where we're loading up on the exotics. We always mention on the show, Seth, that these are the best kind of tournaments that even if you don't want to bet who's going to win or head-to-heads, there are so many different props and in-game way to bet this stuff that as a better myself, this is where I like to attack the lower level stuff. For example, uh, I'll, I'll tell you even, we don't do picks, but I could just say theoretically one that I do like. Not to go to a playoff. Minus 400 right now. I know you're laying a big price, but uh, those are ones that will get inflated or deflated a little bit on the no side, I should say. So, uh, again, leading up to, uh, you know, tee off on Thursday, this is great because this is where we're competing against everyone else, Seth, in this uh, marketplace to try and offer more and more and more. Takes us out of our comfort zone a little bit, but incredible betting opportunities for this. Something that we said last week, Liv still doesn't have just yet, so... Listen, if the PGA brings the bets, if PGA brings the ratings, that's where it's going to go. If Liv can challenge that, that's where our betting options are going to go too. All right. It uh, should be an interesting uh, week, the U.S. Open. And, of course, BovadaSportsBook.com will have all the latest odds on, on that. Uh, it's a weird time. Uh, our podcast is being released, and uh, there are no games. Uh, <laughs> there have been no games recently. Uh, we are up to date. The Stanley Cup Finals gets underway. The uh, Colorado Avalanche will host the two-time defending champ, uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. Now, there has been some talk about dynasties. The first Lightning Championship was in that bubble, and the second Lightning Championship came after a second uh, half-season kind of mishmash scenario. Uh, They still played brilliantly in in the playoffs, so, you know, I, I don't think they're comparing them to the New York Islanders uh, of the early 80s. However, um, I'm pulling for Colorado here. I, I just I, I, Colorado looks like they're clicking on all cylinders. Yet Vasilevsky can steal games. I, I, this is a, a really tight matchup. Absolutely, Seth. Uh, what do you make the... what, before you break it down? What, what do you okay. make of what, what I just said about the, the, the lightning and how the first one was in the bubble? And that was weird. And the second one was a half season. That's weird, too. I, I mean, it's, it's weird. But I think and this is something you really have to appreciate uh, in 2022 with the NHL, Seth, is uh, we've always talked about how hard it is to win the Stanley Cup. And I think that's only become truer and truer with each passing year. Um, you know, you, you mentioned uh, the Islanders in the 80s. You know, you can go back further at uh, the Edmonton Oilers during the Gretzky days there. Uh, we don't have the powerhouses. We, we even talked about this uh, a few weeks ago when the playoffs started, I guess more than a few weeks ago. But some of the series prices that we used to see in the NHL, we don't see anymore. We saw that Colorado-Nashville round one, but that's essentially it. Uh, the game is a lot tighter. Uh, the quality of play, the back and forth, the fact that if you just make the playoffs in the NHL, you got a shot. You absolutely have a shot. Uh, this is the smallest uh, series price favorite that the Colorado Avalanche had been 
uh, this entire playoff run. They're only minus 175 at the Votto right now, Seth. They haven't been lower than minus, uh, I think, 280 against anybody. Uh, as a fan, I, I got to say, I'm, I'm just thrilled that Tampa's here. I think this is the better final. I think, you know, Tampa with a chance to win three in a row. Colorado to finally get one for guys like Nathan McKinnon, who has been nobody argues against his resume on the ice, but you know, for so many players that if they don't lift Lord Stanley's cup, it's, it's a big glaring omission on that career resume. Uh, I think the two best teams left standing are playing for the Stanley cup right now. Uh, I, I, I can't wait. I'm really looking forward to each game. I think the goaltending can steal the show, as you mentioned before as well. Vasilevsky uh, plus 375 for Con Smythe, if that's the way you want to go with it. Uh, if you're just a pure fan of hockey, uh, this is going to be, or at least it should be, a fantastic series. Should be. Uh, should be remarkable. Uh, the NBA series has not been remarkable. It's been competitive. It's been uh, okay. It's been okay. Uh, <laughs> it, let's call it what it is. It's been okay. Uh, the uh, the Boston Celtics trailed the Golden State Warriors three games to two. The Celtics were up two games to one with a home game four. That was their missed opportunity. Uh, the Warriors come back, win game four, and win at home in game five. Can the Warriors win on the road and end it, or do we head to a game seven? Yeah. So you know, so we so we said the series has been okay, and I was I was just scrolling through the games again. Uh, you know, every single one of these games, Seth, have been uh, margin of victories of 10 or more, which, uh, you know, uh, granted, this is a three point shooting league, but this really does go to show that there hasn't been too much compelling late in the fourth quarter. Uh, that doesn't mean that there hasn't been instances of brilliance, but there really hasn't been these end game scenarios where if you're a fan of either team, if you're a better of either team uh, betting those money line odds that you're really thinking, you know, oh my God, it's, you know, I, I can't believe, I don't know how this is going to go. I can't, I can't even bear to watch. Uh, so from that point of view, I think it has been kind of disappointing. Uh, for us at Bavada, uh, the, the fact that it's going to go at least six, uh, I know I was hoping for this at the beginning of the series because of our futures liabilities on the Celtics, on the Warriors, unfortunately, we have them for both teams. Yeah, the Celtics did really slip in that game four, as you mentioned. And as a result, the Warriors are now minus 350 favorites to win the NBA finals. They've got two shots to do it. The Celtics, uh, it's, it's, it's winner go home now. Um, they, they really had an opportunity early on in this series and now they've got to run hot looking ahead to Thursday night's odds. The Celtics are favorites in this game. They are three and a half point uh, favorites. They are minus minus one sixty on the money line right now. Uh, but they, those threes got to drop, uh, you know, Wiggins, Wiggins had an incredible game five. Curry went 0 for 9 from 3. That's not going to happen again. The Celtics are really going to have to run hot these last two games to do it. The betting has been incredible so far. Uh, truly, truly an incredible series. Uh, Curry, your minus 300 favorite for NBA Finals MVP. Wiggins, with a little bit of move after his game five performance, went from 40 to 1 all the way down to 15 to 1. But uh, yeah, it remains to be seen how this goes. Uh, we're Candidly, at Bavada, we are cheering for Celtics to win Game 6 and to come back and win this series, but we know the odds are up against us. As a fan, I'm hoping for a Game 7. You know what I mean? I want both these series to go to Game 7. First of all, I haven't watched a pitch of baseball this year, <laughs> and uh, I, it'll be the first time that I'm bereft of sports. You know, And it doesn't go very long, because in July, the Premier League, a uh, couple of teams, including my, my team, Arsenal, uh, comes to America to play in Florida uh, in that Florida Cup. 
So it's not like I'm going to be without sports for a while, but uh, I'd love these, both these series. Let, let the Avalanche and Lightning play seven, uh, seven brilliant games, please. And um, the only funny thing is my kid who has been watching the playoffs like every game, every mm. night she's been watching hockey. She goes to sleepaway camp. No, she leaves for camp before game six. So the oh. in order for her to see the Stanley Cup, uh, oh. they would have to win it. And somebody has to win it in five. I said, that's not happening. Or else I mean, I'll be uh, writing little postcards. I'll be writing notes. Hey, uh, uh, miss you. I uh, hope you're, you're good. Enjoy camp. Uh, by the way, Colorado won the Stanley Cup. I mean, is this a Wi-Fi uh, friendly camp? Do they have good data really, up there? Or? Not really. Okay. Well, that's, uh, listen, I, this is such a weird thing in 2022, but is the pro- prospect of even recording the game out there? I don't really like doing that that much, but for rare events, I will. My dad still does the VHS somehow. I didn't even know he sold a VCR, but nice. year after year, he's still, if Gary Bettman is listening, of course he doesn't do that, but, uh, no, of course not. No. Apologies <laughs> to Gary, but, uh, no, it, it's, uh, you know, Hey, listen, we're, we're at this point of year where, you know, after the NBA finals, after the NHL uh, Stanley Cup is over, uh, uh, I take like not even like a month, but maybe like a couple of weeks to maybe rediscover the outdoors, accidentally pocket dial people on my phones a few more times. Uh, we got the, we got Wimbledon coming up. So, uh, you know, Serena, that's big news. Obviously, Serena announced that she's yeah, going to Serena participate Williams. in Wimbledon. She's, she's going to go for it. So, so welcome back. That's cool. It's she comes in, her. though, with a much different stat- stature. You know, yes. The, she yeah. comes in as just like the elder statesman. She comes in, she gets standing ovations everywhere she goes. If she loses, she just she can't have a meltdown. Yes. Well, and, and she shouldn't, right? Because she's coming into this and looking at her updated odds at Pavada, she's uh, 30 to 1 to win Wimbledon. That that is not historical Serena Williams top of her game, which of course this is not what we would expect. This is her first uh you know major tennis play in a very, very long layoff. Um so I, I think if she comes in and she's, you know, playing that opening round uh, matchup and she starts uh, smashing rackets, uh, you know, sh- she might want to temper her expectations a little bit. Uh, but we do know because, you know, she, she has had a career where she's either fully in peak or she comes back from injury and you get some of those large payout odds. So we know she's going to be popular at Bavada. Sure. We know she's going to be popular. Uh, as soon as we posted those odds, we started taking bets right away because players love betting on a comeback story they love betting on an all-time great and she is the goat of women's tennis and getting 30 to 1 odds like that that is attractive but my gosh what what a story that would be I mean those are the kind of things where and if my bosses are listening you know fingers kind of crossed you know you love to see those stories if she can actually make a run though you know it'll cost us every single match but it's it's so good for the sports book in terms of just, uh, li- listen, you need winners sometimes. You need people betting on stuff that despite the long shot odds of it uh, happening, uh, you need it to hit. You need players to think like, yeah, that actually can occur. And, uh, you know, so. and Did you put I, money I, on Serena Williams in this Wimbledon? <laughs> no chance. No, I, I, everything I just said, like the, it, there are things that are feel good stories and they're fun to root for. And I, I do hope she makes a run, but I, yeah, my well, other added caveat me, with that right, is I don't bet me, too much tennis. Absolutely. The fan in me absolutely hopes you, mm-hmm. you want something like that. You, you love champions. What I just don't want is if it's a, you know, if it's a, like a third round match and she's facing off against, you know, sweet tech and all of a sudden, you know, like she's losing, don't throw your racket. Don't complain about the, the line judge. Just take it and, and take your, your, your propers, your, your, you know, let, let everyone give you the praise 
for the rest of your career? I mean, the expectation she's defied already uh, being as successful as she has for as long as she has. I mean, we, we really see in women's tennis outside, uh, or sorry, as a comparison to men's, that uh, there's not a lot of longevity in women's right. tennis and, and uh, players that are successful and successful any meaningful length of time. You usually see somewhere between like a two and four year kind of, I don't want to say relevancy, but uh, high quality tennis play. Uh, otherwise, you see a lot more recycling of names. For her to have been as relevant uh, and as good uh, atop uh, uh, for as long as she has has just been incredible. So I, I, I'm thinking just the fact that she's even there playing is incredible. Uh, having said that, I, I would still wouldn't want to be her first round opponent because, oh gosh, uh, you know that that would be that would be nerve wracking for me. Yeah, that should be a lot of fun. And like I said, she, she's welcome to be a, a part of it. Uh, here's what we're hoping for. We're hoping for a game seven in the NBA finals. We're mm-hmm. hoping for a massive Stanley cup finals. I just, I'm hoping that both these teams come out like gangbusters and I just want end to end action. I can't, I can't wait for that. I hope for a good U S open. I'd love a good controversy. I'd love for like a live guy and a PGA guy to be partnered in the final round and them have to talk and mic them up. That'd be fantastic. And if you're at camp with Seth's daughter, no spoilers. No, yeah, we're all going to have to write her. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, mother. Hello, father. The avalanche are in the final. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. See, this is this is why we have to do this, folks. Uh, No singing careers uh, pending for either of us. No, but you know what? Since we're on the subject, did you see the story about the documentary filmmaker uh, that made a rap 20 years ago and it's become the TikTok sensation of, of all. Have you seen this? Seth, I, I didn't feel old until you said and it became the TikTok sensation of all. And uh, now I'm, uh, you know, I, I felt my joints creaking just uh, listening to that. So Lewis no, I, I'm, I'm not Lewis aware. Lewis Thoreau is a British American documentary filmmaker, right? Okay. In the year 2000, he did a series called Weekend uh, Escapades or something like that. Okay. And he, he, it was for the BBC and he went to all these different places. And one day he went to New Orleans and he met and he interviewed two gangster raps, rappers. Okay. Right. And they made up a song. So then later on, he was asked to be interviewed um, to promote the documentary after, after this happens. And they said, well, what was one of your favorite trips? He says, oh, one of my favorite trips was New Orleans. I went to New Orleans. I actually created a rap. And the reporter says, did you did you remember any of the lyrics? And he did. And this is what it sounded like. Remember any of the rap that you did? My money don't jiggle, jiggle. It folds. I like to see you wiggle, wiggle. For sure. And make you want to dribble, dribble. You know, ride it in my fear. You really have to see it. Six feet two in a compact. No slack, but luckily the seats go back. I got a knack to relax in my mind. Sitting down red, red wine. I'm telling you, it's the catchiest thing in the world. I, I, my, that's my, my money don't jiggle, 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 jiggle. That's what it is. Oh my money my don't God. jiggle, jiggle. You wibble, oh wibble. God. You got to dribble, dribble. You know, like that's that's what that is. And it's not it's not a musician. It's this guy. It's this it's this documentary filmmaker. Oh my Sorry. God. It's hysterical. I think it's too much internet thing. for you, Seth. I think it's the catchiest thing in the world. I love it. And bring me more of this. 
All right. Well, I'm, I'm going to listen to this after the show. And if it's any good, uh, maybe I'll do uh, my own version next week. Well, don't forget, if you need to wiggle, wiggle or jiggle, jiggle, just contact Patrick Morrow from Bavada Sportsbook. Yeah, this is the wiggliest and jiggliest podcast in the industry, folks. We'll see you next week. Remember any of the rap that you did? My money don't jiggle, jiggle. It folds. I'd like to see you wiggle, wiggle. For sure, and make you want to dribble, dribble. You know, riding in my Fiat, you really have to see it. Six feet two in a compact. No slack, but luckily the seats go back. I got a knack to relax in my mind. Sitting down red, red wine.